0: Tuning into another episode of Attack Baron. We are going to jump into the Baronland tonight, as we previously mentioned last episode. Um, before we do that, though, let's run through who's here. Uh, I, I believe I'm joined by Rygar. Rygar, how are
1: you uh, doing? What's up, Fiasco? Yo. I'm doing pretty well, man. I'm doing pretty well. Uh, I think cool. we got two other people with us tonight, though. Yo, yeah, we got- who you here, here with?
2: <laughs> Yo, what's up, guys? It's your boy Grizz. Um, yeah, doing well. You know, just hanging out, hanging out with the boys. Um, yeah, how are you guys doing?
3: I've been doing good. Um, this is Huey. Uh, how have your guys' week on the Rift been? Uh, good, really, bad, horrible? Um,
2: really, really. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> really good.
3: Re- pretty good. Can't, can't complain.
2: Um, I'm still grinding uh, my alt account um, that I started last week mm-hmm. um, uh, up to diamond. I played a lot less this week to be honest um, but uh, my th- this alt account is jungle only so um, I've actually been really enjoying jungling again and I have it in the past. There was a big time where I was like oh I really don't like playing this role but um, now that like we will get into this a little bit now that Fiora. And Darius and Set for the last few patches have gotten some nerfs. Um, it's kind of cool to get away from the Baron Lane a little bit if the champs that I enjoy aren't like super at the forefront. So uh, yeah, it's been good for the Rift this week. What about you guys?
1: Yeah, I kind of have a similar, not not similar than I guess all of that, but I kind of I didn't play as much. I had a friend visit from out of town, and he's super into Magic: The Gathering. So I. Had some Magic oh, the Gathering yeah. nights. I did like Friday night magic, like a yeah. pre-release event for the new set, and then I played on Sunday in a pre-release event as well. How did your FNM go? Uh, it was really fun. Definitely like the like I looked at my watch graphs to yeah. see my stress, <laughs> and Friday and Sunday the times when I played were extremely high stress. Because yeah. there's not enough time to do everything you need to do. Like, you've never seen any of the cards you're about to play with. You have to build a deck with... You open all your packs, build a deck. You have to play with that immediately. And with the way that this set plays, the, the games go kind of long. They're kind of slower starting games. So You don't even have enough time to finish the best of three. Like, you can't... I didn't even finish two. Really? Every time I played, I never pl- finished two games. Oh, and wow. basically, That'd like, no one did. So oh, like these
0: cards have so much text.
1: It's, yeah. yeah. That's part of the problem is like you're also reading each other's cards because they're all a paragraph long. Um but it's a you tri- want to know what they can do anyways, too you're reading each other. This other's is kind crap. of an a tangent, but basically it's a tricolor set and it's the worst set for like probably a new person to come into, but <sighs> I loved it. It was very it was super cool. fun. Um cool. and it was glad to I was glad to be with like my boy and and just kind of like, you know, deep dive into something he's into, so Yeah.
0: For sure. You know. Yeah, that he's is a like, cool
1: dude. Yeah,
0: I so I also played, I feel like I played less. I definitely didn't play any ranked. Um, I played, a lo- I, only, I feel like I only played jungle though. Um, I played a lot of Vi, a lot of Vi. Brave
3: right, man. Yeah, um, we're just um, all junglers now. <laughs> well, I, I feel <laughs> that's like, what so, I was
0: even when I yeah, choose mid. Exactly, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> I gonna say it's for like, real. I, I feel like it's probably like 60-40 jungle Baron lane. Um, but I really I really do like it regardless. I always have. Um it's just I, I like Baron uh, lane as well, mostly for like kind of the 1v1 fighting game kind of aspect of it. Um yeah. and, and yeah, so that's his way. I played I played a lot of uh played a lot of Vi, very fun, um lost a lot, like eight games in a row or something. Um Yeah, you know, what, what are you can do, you know?
3: Yeah, yeah.
2: what
0: you going do? <laughs> <clears throat>
3: I, uh, Grizz and I both were streaming on sweaty Saturday as I've started to call them. It that was maybe one of the, like consistently, like the most brutally like stacked teams I've played. Yeah. It's consistently, really hard. it was, it, it was a rough night. There were yeah. definitely more L's than W's and it was oh, like, no. there was just no break. <laughs> like at first we kind of had, uh, some randos who were struggling. Definitely like they were playing higher than their rank, you know, as, Riot likes yeah. to give us those As little one does. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, we had a few of those and then we had a five man <clears throat> squad up and they were they were just grudge matches. Every single match I think yeah. we had on that stream was a we were playing our hearts out, start mm-hmm. to finish, and we just couldn't grab couldn't grab the Nexus. Yeah. It was,
2: it was uh, really rough. It, it was, was really a fun rough. night though.
3: The the games it, were fun, like they were frustrating, yeah. but like it was against good players, and when we had a five man, it was like Good players versus good players, like which is yeah. fun. So it was, but it was yeah. It those was, are the best. It, it was a rough, it was a rough night.
2: And it wasn't like oh, we're getting stomped. It was consistently like a lot of little things that mm-hmm. were like very fixable. Yeah. Uh, I, I was getting frustrated with myself for sure, Um, unfortunately. But like, yeah, it, it wasn't like oh, we just got stomped, stomped, stomped. It, it wasn't mm. even like that. Like if we, if we had yeah. fixed a few things here and there, we could have definitely won a lot more. But, but, yeah, man, Friday nights are – I mean, I'm sorry. Saturday nights are insane because, like, yeah. that's, like, just when, like, the – the the tryhards are on like like the really good people people got time um, it was yeah, like a tug of war match especially in five men it
3: was like a it was like a timed tug of war match where after the, the timer ended their the flag was like just on their side of the line and that was it. Ooh. It was like well that's the game. I made they that got last
0: call. Yeah. Yeah. So is the Galio win rate intact or you know
3: um I think it's still seventy percent. Let's see. Okay.
0: That's not bad. You know He's I at- mean... I saw you had those games in friendly fives, and I was like, oof. You know, yeah. but I just see the win rate going down.
3: So. He's at 54 <laughs> matches, 68%, 68%. I don't oh, know wow. if those, I don't think
1: custom matches affect it. So, okay, I hope not.
2: 68 solid. 68 solid.
1: No,
0: that, I mean, that's really, yeah. I mean, if, if, if you were 20, 200 games and 68%, that's, that's really good.
3: Well, I just, I don't know why, like, I don't know why I expected anything different. Every time I've had a win streak, I'm met with, like, the most brutal loss streak I've ever had, and that Saturday was right. Saying the number's too high, you're it's we're you're literally not allowed to have it that high. You're gonna lose, like yeah, you, you are going I, to be losing these games.
0: Luckily, I took my L's in, in just normals and PvP, so <laughs> yeah, you know, because I, feel I, I, feel I, cause like I had like an overall like sixty percent win rate on the season, and they were like, "Nah, we gotta knock that down." So I was like, "Oh, whatever, yeah. man." You can't have too
3: much fun.
2: I would say the like my board. My big takeaway though for this week is like Xin Zhao jungle right now is like really freaking strong <laughs> to, yeah,
0: to just like possibly top three possibly top one jungler right now like honestly up there honestly don't tell anybody but viable in top lane or in Baron lane right like, yeah very vi- I've that. been playing a lot of him in, in Baron lane very viable yeah and hilarious <laughs> so.
2: like what do you just go do. You, do you
0: just go like black, like black cleaver into um, black cleaver into it? Just it depends on the matchup, but like I've been doing Sunderer, um, uh, yeah. or Bork, or Wits. Um, I've been S- starting to go Bork like fourth item on on him,
2: or sometimes like third if if and that's a really good build path as well on him. Like if you go black cleaver into Sunderer, and then usually into um, if you're going uh, Bork like uh, like anti heal or something of that nature, and then into Bork. like as a fourth item, it kind of, it gives him like, it, it's a big bump,
0: big bump. Yeah, um, and, and his his S2, man, um, it's, you just poke people with it.
2: I Yeah, no, you're, dude, I didn't know that. When I started playing him, I was maxing Q. Oh
0: and, no, no. And starting
2: no. Q, and someone on my stream is like, Grizz, you're an idiot. You're supposed yeah. to take, <laughs> you're just supposed to take S3 level one in the jungle for your attack speed. And I said, that makes total sense. I don't know what I was thinking. And
0: oh, I don't
2: know about that either. Well, yeah, no, because in the jungle because it gives it's the most sustained damage you can do level one because it gives him uh, the attack speed. So instead yeah. of like using S two and then having it on cooldown for like eight to ten seconds, um, it's consistently uh, going throughout a few seconds. Um, so you're supposed to start S yeah. three, but you're supposed to max uh, S two, which yeah. I did not know, and I was like, oh, okay. And then once I started doing that, like. I just started winning more. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, I, I love was, this. This is intense. true
3: love right here. I'm I'm hearing passion in both like yeah. this is this is league, baby. This is what it is. <laughs> I love it.
1: And Whoa. uh just for real quick, for any listeners who don't know, the items mentioned were Black Cleaver, Divine Sunderer, potentially anti-healing from what is it it's not last whisper it is mortal calling. reminder or mortal reminder is the yeah. final item executioner's calling
0: is like the second. is the
1: in-between item and then yeah. the fourth item which people affectionately call bork is blade of the ruined king ruined- bork. Yeah. Ruined. or you can Borking consider all
3: the way down end. the solo lane you could
0: consider wit's end if there's ap on their team Witsend is nuts as well.
3: I,
1: yeah, Which is attack speed and magic resist. It's gross. So it's so that's nasty. why it works.
2: Yeah. The real question is, Fiasco, what skin are you running?
0: Um, I've been playing a lot of his Firecracker skin, but also the Dragon Slayer one. That's what, like, the same way.
2: They're both yeah. great. They're great I, skins. I yeah. didn't play him when Firecracker was out, but I definitely oh. would if I, if I had it. But my favorite is Warring Kingdoms, for sure. Interesting. Oh, it's just like, too the, blue much, like, the
0: base one for me. Yeah, thingy, but yeah no, it's like a, just a I color slot.
2: No way!
1: His armor is so different, way different. It's
0: it's not uh, as good as garen or Vi. Like nowhere near.
1: Like, I tell you, true, that but technically it's, it's, like it's a not, not a color older. swap, but I it's pretty close though it's, like, even, it's
3: a smash bros hit r once like yeah, that's all that's, oh, oh, that's no. such a
1: that's such a burn dude that's he just got you that's a smash bros skin and, right there and
0: i think but, the i think it's the worst of that whole skin line because the Trend one is good, the Vi and Garen ones are like, it's yeah, just not, the it's Garen just one's
2: not a I personally don't really like Garen's just...
3: actually, he, he looks like a big dumb hunk of an idiot, like <laughs> exactly, that's what he is. <laughs> but he is, he mean, is Touche, yeah, touche. True. I think his is, is
2: Yeah, his sword is a lot better. I yeah. think in the Warring Kingdoms, uh, Jarvan also has a really good one, but it's not in the game, that was the first one to come out, with Xin Zhao, so those are the two oldest, so that will explain why they're not as good. But I think Vise is really, really good, and Trinamers is really, really good too. Yeah, Vize yeah. Is Trend sick. is
1: cool. It looks like you're playing Dynasty
3: Warriors. Yeah, yeah. Touche, sure. touche. Yeah. Like for real, yeah. it really does. But
0: the Shin one is just a I think on, on is the smash for sure. Well, let's get into some.
1: Yeah, some let's get into it. I was about to make yeah. some deep cuts about Dynasty Warriors. Yeah. <laughs>
2: what else? What else we got in the docket for uh, for so uh, housekeeping as we get
1: started. So we kind of talked a little bit about it, I think, you know, we had a new patch, definitely things changed, but I think overall the game is still playing roughly the same way with some kind of shifts in power a little bit, but uh, we highlighted some high points. So I'm going to jump into housekeeping. Uh, if you're listening and you are not in the Discord for Attack Baron, join the Discord. It's in the episode notes. Uh, The Discord is the best place to get it plugged into a community where you can learn and grow. Um, If you're already an experienced player, you can offer help to other players. You can find people to party up with. Uh, It's where we have our friendly fives, which happen every Friday night at 10 p.m. Central. Uh, We play in-house games through the server. We also run fun things like contests. So we are looking for a new logo for Attack Baron and we want to see what kind of ideas you guys come up with so if you work up a logo uh, we'll have a channel the submissions channel for it and the winner who has the best logo will get two free skins from Grizzly your boy so make sure (laughs) make sure to friend Grizzly and give him a bear hug Yeah. Uh, And as a quick note, friendly fives this week in the Discord is going to be uh, straight up 5v5s. In the future, we are working on having some other versions of, you know, no custom rules, but we want to do pre made teams where you, ahead of time, you get placed on a team that's roughly balanced across ranks and you get kind of like a week or so to work with your team and kind of come up with your strategy and then you get to jump into the match like with a team that you kind of have your own strategy made up instead of just being thrown into like a pickup game and then uh shout out to the attack baron guild great great. job guys we hit top 100 guild
2: second uh, season season. So sick yeah i I joined super dope i joined last week i'm just gonna say all me
1: yeah, whoa, whoa. it definitely wasn't Grizzly, but everyone gave him a pat on the back. <laughs> That's right. No, no, no. No, yeah, honestly, sec- like, hitting
0: season.
2: Hitting top 100 is insane. Like, good it's job to deal. everybody who's out there who's grinding. You guys are why we do what we do. And, and yeah. just that community, shout out to you guys. Like, the guildies are all awesome, and you guys crushed it. And we're going to continue to crush it. I think if if we really start refining, you know, we might be able to get, like, top 50, maybe. I'll, oh, yeah,
1: that's... I'll, I'll start playing PvP if we can get top 50. Shoot. <laughs> <laughs> well, as long as you play with another guild mate, it doesn't matter what Even you play. Even if it's just a single really? game.
3: Yeah, sure. Um, Aram, too?
1: Aram, yeah. Aram, yeah. Oh, oh, wow. a quick Aram way to farm Aram. that,
3: dude. A quick way to farm that. True, true. So,
1: but it's... A lot of the missions aren't Aram-related, So there's there's kind of that that piece to it. Uh, But so one of the the two ways that we are able to get this high and how we would do even better um, playing the game with guildmates and achieving the objectives each week, which generally we there's usually one that's almost impossible to complete entirely. And usually we complete like (laughs) totally complete two to three of them uh so that's not usually how we win matches we win matches by having a higher percentage of armed people than the other team and yeah. when we do that we win and we've only lost one game this season and that was yeah. why and i want to give a shout out to that one girl who every week i see in the lfg saying hey i'm hopping on you know if you want need to get armed like that's join up and then That's she's always cool. trying to request people to join. So, yeah. just an FYI in the future <clears> if we get super sweaty, we're going to start tracking if you don't get armed. And then if you're unarmed for 3 consecutive weeks, then uh we'll probably you may you may get cut from the team, let's just say, cuz if we if we're trying to make top 50 and then top 10, we're going to have to be grind be hard. If, if you don't want to be a part of it. Need if a fire.
0: one girl hits you up, uh, just 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 accept it. Just hit that a ram real quick. Yeah, just know. one game. Just one game, right? And anyone, game on anyone who's yeah, not one game. in the
3: Discord who's listening to this right now, that is her gamer tag. We, I feel like we got to keep like that's her Discord name. Is that one girl? We're not just we're not just throwing some yeah. It's some just girl not in our Discord girl. completely under the no. It is yeah. Cheap,
0: a one girl. If you yeah, that,
2: really that one funny. girl. O g t t o g. Um, yeah, <laughs> I think there's more, but yeah, all the same person. But yeah, let's, I mean, we, shoot, we, we might want to uh, kind of not rush this, but, like, we should maybe play a quick a after this to get armed. I don't want to get kicked. <laughs> I don't want to get kicked yes. my
0: second week. Luckily, <laughs> yeah, the I season's know. over, so you have another 7 days. Yeah, you have days? a buy,
2: right?
1: Oh, oh, is that how long we have? Oh, yeah. frick. Oh, okay, oh, well, wow. that's all right. Um. Yeah. Well, let's jump to the SVP of the week. This is the super valuable person. Um. Hmm. This week it's not Lowen. Not Lowen is hey, super active in our Discord. Yeah, he's he really helpful. Um, he's always answering people's questions about items and runes. And yeah. so, you, like, if you're in the Discord, you'll see him just actively um, participating in conversation. And he's always just, like I said, super helpful. He's not like condescending or anything like that. Even though he does no. have a lot of game knowledge. So, not Lowen. We love you. We really appreciate you. Thanks for being a part of Attack Baron. For sure. Um, so that ends housekeeping. And before we jump into talking about the Baron Lane, we're going to take a quick, like, kind of detour, side quest. So this is going to be my Rygar the Great's last episode for a long time. Um, so we're going to jump into a little bit about my personal life. So my wife, I have two kids already. My wife is pregnant, but she's pregnant with triplets. Uh, We have three little boys coming and we're 30 weeks pregnant, so we've got about max seven weeks left because 37 weeks is the most you go with triplets, but more likely it could be any day. It could be like any week it could happen, so I need to pull away from recording the podcast uh, so that I can focus on my family and getting ready for that stuff, but it's been super fun up to this point and I'm... Like I said, we kind of already talked about the community a little bit, but I've just loved being a part of the community, getting to see it grow, and seeing people kind of catch the vision for a place where you can play Wild Rift together and be positive, can focus on growth, can find excuses to have fun, and kind of mix it all together. So Attack Baron's been awesome, and I'm not really worried about stepping away, because we have people like Fiasco, Grizzly, Houston. I just talked to starbuck aka the coffee guy and it looks like he's going to come on the next week's episode as well so there'll be a lot of high quality faces and voices to fill the small void that is rygar the great
0: no no don't say i don't know about small void i'm going i mean i'm like
3: five six i was gonna say short (laughs) void you can say but don't say small like that's (laughs) not i'm
0: not personally ready for it but i'm i'm excited for you guys and uh I'm excited to to be on the inside of a lot of this stuff, so I'm sure I'll be getting pictures and all kinds of stuff. Um, so I'm excited. Oh for yeah.
1: That. Ooh, one um, last thing, because I feel like maybe some nerds out there will appreciate this. So we picked the nursery theme, and yeah, I, I was gonna ask about we this. We were we were debating about this for a while, and so I originally my wife wanted to do like classic Winnie the Pooh, which is like this kind of pastel y Winnie That's the cute. Pooh, I love and it. We've done, like, much more specific nursery themes in the past. We did My Neighbor Totoro that's and good. Kiki's Delivery Service uh, for my girls. And so I just so didn't cool. feel right to do Winnie the Pooh. So finally, I so advocated bad. on Pokemon and I was doing the say, starter Pokemon. Dude, So Charmander, Bul- Bulbasaur, and Squirtle, that's OG. our, like, nursery theme. And then each of the boys has a Pokemon. That's, like, their so one gonna be it's like pissed, you know,
3: like ten years from now. So, like, I can't believe you stuck me with Squirtle, Dad. Wait, I hate Squirtle. How could you? This is this is Bianca's kid. This is Ryan's kid, not me. So controversial.
0: Oh my gosh, this guy. You're hating on Squirtle. That's very unfair. I'm sorry. After Squirtle,
1: there's no angle where you can win this because because Blastoise is amazing, and like Squirtle spins on his shell. He's also a Dope in Super Smash, Super Smash Brothers.
3: Are you gonna yeah, have them do yeah, the the classic true. like crawl to the plush thing? You I, think I, I was gonna say no. They're uh, already assigned. Oh, okay. Yeah, already or,
2: or are you gonna do like in order of birth? Like oh, for like, tr- like 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 since Bulbasaur is number one, I think Squirtle's number three and Charmander's
1: number nine. Are you just gonna go like in that It'd sequence? Be one, four, and seven. One, four, yeah. and seven. You're right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, Squirtle seven. Because no. like, like
2: is there a fair way to do this or is
1: it like <laughs> No, this like... is how we did it. So <laughs> okay. my wife isn't as familiar with Pokémon, so we watched the original Pokémon show and watched nice. the three episodes where Ash gets each of them nice. so that we could get pictures of like what their personalities like. Okay. So the last one we watched was the Squirtle Squirtle, Squirtle Squad episode. It's as nuts as you remember it being. That Unjusted. episode is yeah. so great. It's so sick. Best. It's best a gang of, of Squirtles,
0: dude. Yeah. Dude, Do you,
2: dope. like the
1: difference. The difference between a typical pregnancy is we've gone every single week to get an ultrasound. So yeah. I've seen these kids over and over and over and over and over again. So okay. like I, I have an idea of kind of what each one is like. So totally, we, we've kind of been able to layer that with watching the show and kind of pick them. So it was, gotcha. it actually was pretty easy to do. That's uh, so yeah. cool. the accuracy.
3: That's I so feel cool. Like I've seen with parents that I like, I just have a lot of friends becoming parents and there's so many who see the ultrasound stuff who like, even if I talk to friends of mine who are carrying, right. These girls who it's like, they know these personalities. And as I've met these kids, as they've been born and then grown, it's like, you were dead on you knew like it's it is nutty to me the accuracy that it's just a parental sense i, I yeah, i'm convinced it is. it's There's crazy a maternal
0: instinct man it's it's nuts yeah for sure
2: that's well dude that's so sick man i'm so jealous like that that is such a sick i wish i had something like, like that as a kid like that's that, that that's i mean i love studio ghibli but like that's such a cool thing um that'll be
3: dope they'll love that I'm yeah, thinking about true.
1: framing my original Pokemon cards, like my Charizard, my Blastoise, yeah. and my Venusaur, in like a shadow oh, box.
2: Nice, that, oh, would, be that would be dope. If that you have them, yeah, from like from base or whatever, yeah, I mm-hmm. would do it.
1: Yeah, base Um on.
2: One thing that I want to touch on really quickly is like I wanted to like make sure that it was clear to like the people listening that like because like you you started this, this is like Attack Baron is you and Fiasco's baby. Like this isn't so much like a I'm quitting, but like, see you sometime in the future,
3: in eighteen right? yeah. years
2: when I'm yeah. free
3: once again.
2: Poss- like, see you sometime in the future. Asterisk, will give Rygar updates
1: as time goes on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I'll be in the shadows, always watching.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as a parent, and I mean, he's done it twice now before this. Obviously, this is a completely different experience. Right. Um, and and as a parent, like when you have one kid, uh, you, you get to a point where everything's just easy because you've, you've established a routine. Um, but this is not going to be that because each one of these kids is going to have their own thing. And, and, um, you know, who, who knows how it could go, but yeah, I don't, I don't expect we'll see him anytime soon, soon, but we all know it's for the best. And, uh, I can't imagine that everybody in the community is wishing you well with it. And, uh, And yeah, I think you'll be back and, uh, you know, who knows? Maybe you'll like record something like way late at night when you got nothing else to do except for hold babies. Mm -hmm. Um, We'll
1: see. Yeah. I actually, the way that I picture things going is that actually not doing the podcast and not being like kind of running things, it'll, when I do have time, I'll be able to actually be playing with the community, you know? Like I think, I think that actually is. Will be cool. Will be a better, like the best use of my time if I have time.
2: Totally. Oh, yeah. For sure. Well, we can give Rygar updates, but yeah, dude. Like, we wish you well, and you know, hopefully, we can have a podcast that is titled Rygar Returns. Like, um, <laughs> oh know, yeah, it's it emerges coming. from the show. I'll See just, it.
1: I'll just immediately start another podcast that's just Rygar's, like blog about having <laughs> five kids. Today, Do it. Eight kids
3: make that
2: money if you can get like two or three more kids you can probably approach tlc and get your own show that's the thing right
1: you do need way more kids than i have yeah Yeah. Yeah. such a bummer people have up the ante over the years as far as
3: tlc is concerned
2: like five is like (laughs) five five is is insane but it's still in the realm of normalcy six
3: seven that's
2: when it gets nuts i feel like seven is like you can start calling cbs and nbc it's like see who's interested like
0: um oh Yeah. I can't. I just, I just can't. All right. Well, well, with that, because I'm, because you know, I have one kid, and because tonight's uh, episode is themed around Baron Lane, let's talk about some solo stuff. Yeah.
2: Oh, but really quick, <laughs> I'll take because... over from here, boys. Guys, <laughs> find me. Um, really quick, also, like, um, not to take anything away from Fiasco's thing, but next week I'm gonna be gone. Um, I'm getting married, so. That's um, right. I'm gonna be on my honeymoon when you guys are recording, so uh, I'll be back the week after. No worries, but um, just to throw that out there, I don't think people care mm-hmm. so much about that as they do about Regar's thing. Ah, oh, great. Uh, just to no, throw that no, out no, there. No, don't no, be no, Honeymoon's a big deal. No, no. No, I'm not being a sad bear. Like, just like, just <laughs> that, that's funny. <laughs> like, no, no, no. But like, you, like, you, like, you've been here since the beginning. People are way more attached than you over audio than they are to me. Like, it, like, I'm just saying. Like, that's so much bigger. Like I'm not trying to diminish me being away because I love doing this, like you know what I mean, and hopefully I, I add to the conversation. But I'll be back the week after, you know, no worries. Yeah, yeah. Well congrats on
0: the, the marriage.
1: Yeah, that's dope. Yeah, I can't wait. Exciting. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, fun for
2: ya. My mom's flying in tomorrow, so I'm like Okay.
1: <laughs> oh, it starts, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. yeah and then my that's best friend
2: up. is like like six AM on Thursday. Like it's gonna it's gonna get going pretty quick here, so Anyway, I am super pumped to talk about Baron Lane because back, like, many, many, many months ago when I was a big fan and when I was, like, uh, just a listener before I met you guys before anything, I was working a really bad job listening to Attack Baron every week and I was like, man, it would be so cool if I can get on this podcast and talk about Baron Lane. Like, so this <laughs> is a small dream is come it. true for me. Like, even though it's different now because you guys are, like, more my friends now, like, it's still, like... Damn! Like if I told myself that like five months ago, I would have been like, "That's nuts!" Like I get to go on my mm. like my 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 favorite podcast and talk about my role and add to the conversation. That's crazy. But anyway, For sure.
1: yeah, Hans well, is checking that box. Well, All right, here yeah. <laughs> we.
0: So it's funny because I feel like when we we first started doing the show. We we wanted to immediately dive into pushing like helpful content out to people, anybody who was listening and who was new. And we did talk about we did talk about Baron Lean, but it wasn't I don't think the conversation was structured this way. Um, but but beyond that too, there's talking about it then and talking about it now are so completely different. Like the game's different, um, but also my experience with it and your added experience are are gonna make the conversation a bit more um, I don't know there, there's a lot more there to like a lot more validity and because the game has changed and my perspective of, of playing the role has changed I thought it was a good idea to tackle it once again um, and especially because I think a lot of people look at it as this lane like because because historically in, in PC it's been this island right this, this place you, you kind of leave alone and um it's kind of like a win lane, um, have a better shot at winning the game kind of kind of lane, and, and people kind of look at it like, oh well, they'll just be doing their own thing the whole game. Um and it, it's I don't it's not like that here, I don't think. Um, and I think there's I think we've kind of talked about it before, but it, I feel like it really is a good a good mix of strong micro, strong macro. Um, and I feel like Unless you're playing certain champs, you, you have to have both because too many times can you win lane and then have bad macro and just bring the person you've beaten into the ground back into the game. Um, so uh, with that, I feel like we could just dive right in with, with champ select um, yeah. and kind of talk about, you know, your different kinds of champs. Um, cool. So... I think everybody, if you're not aware, I think there are a a couple different archetypes in the game just in general, but you're going to have your early game champs. You can think like Pantheon, um, Renekton, um, some of those champs that are just, they really need to start, they lease in, they start the game out like really strong. Um, They don't necessarily love it when games go longer and they want to be ahead. Uh, And then you have your like, Team fight champs, you know, you can think about your like kind of control mages or um, just champs. Like even Darius, I would say, is kind of more of like a team fight champ in that he excels at being able to uh, kind of feed off of the chaos of a team fight. And if you play it well, you just wipe their whole team. Yeah. Kind of
2: like also uh, most tanks fall into that category, you know, your uh, malfights, the people that want to kind of get out of the baron lane at like around four minutes for dragon fight you know your your mouth always going to want to go your gragas um right exactly <laughs> things of that nature you know um yeah it's another one
0: yeah and then and then you got your split pushers so you know your fiora your Jax, um even graves i think especially now with the introduction yeah. of Hullbreaker, breaker um, and
1: demir yeah
0: Tryndamere, of course og um. i think
2: also i think these the split pusher category um is very like apt like these are all great split pushers but this might also like m- a more broad term is like your your hard carry style champ i i people can't hear air quotes sorry air quotes <laughs> your 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 hard carry style champions you know these are like your i'm gonna one v9 in the game they all also so happen to also be split pushers you know um well but i don't know would you category, c- categorize them differently because like where would you put like a collie?
0: Yeah, I was going to say cuz like Akali and Darius like you, you, and Aurelia like back when right. Aurelia and Akali were actually in baron lane cuz now they pretty much only play True. mid. True. Um but those those champs they were basically yeah, they were your your hard fo- uh your hard carry like kind of I I would I would categorize them kind of like like I was saying about Darius like kind of like your team fight champs not that they necessarily are like engagers like your gragas or your mouth but they but they do want to be present at team fights because they're just wiping the team um they're getting multiple kills out of skirmishes they're getting multiple kills out of team fights uh even if they have to run away they're still depleting your team um and to that end i think i think like you said to call them like hard carry champ like your 1v9 champs is is probably another category within this yeah. list of them you might um, be right
2: like split pushers and then like kind of like you, it might be more of a Venn diagram. Right. Um, so, yeah, I apologize for derailing you. Uh, no, no worries. You go ahead.
0: <laughs> and, then, and then you got your, like, power farming, scaling champs. Think about, like, Jax without split pushing, Nasus. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah.
3: Vane. Nasus, Nasus Garand, Darius, like, never leave their lane for any reason, and it becomes the biggest headache in the world. Like, any solo laner wants to go help their team because they're getting out-muscled anywhere else, too bad, Nasus is gonna farm. Can't let yeah. that happen. Darius is just gonna push the lane. Can't let mm-hmm. that happen. Like it's a nightmare. drives me nuts.
0: And, and honestly, I, I think Garen is more of like your your engaged tank kind of like too yeah. He 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 yeah. shows up. He's he's super pesky. Uh, he's just constantly spinning. You're like, isn't this guy dizzy by now? And then he like drops this giant sword on on one of your unsuspecting folks. Um, but he, but again. You know, he 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 doesn't he I wouldn't call him a split pusher, but he's annoying because he's got no mana, his S1 helps him run away, he can hit the turret super hard. Um, you know, he anyways. So those those are really your your you know, when it breaks out across and and we're not gonna get like super granular here and call out specific champs. Um I mean more than we already have, but (laughs) each one of these each one of these champs wants to play the game differently, right? Yeah. Um, and so there's, there's a lot to consider uh, up until, like, especially like in the early game, and then throughout the remainder of the game. Because a lot of these champs are going to be out of lane for a good portion after, after you've taken one to two towers. Because sometimes taking one tower doesn't mean laning phase is ended. It depends on which tower you've taken and, and kind of where the state of the game is. But, um, you know, a lot of the, like, outside of like the, the split pushers who, who still need to be present for some team fights. Um, and then, you know, your Nassus, your, um, your Veins, your, the people, you know, Jax, like the people who really just have to constantly farm, they're going to be in lane. They're going to be super annoying. Um, even if they're behind, it's gonna be like annoying because you're like, all right, well, we're kind of winning this team fight, but is up there getting a turret, you know? Right. Yeah. So they they all want to do different things, but at the end of the day, most of them want to leave lane. And yeah. um, oh,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I was just gonna say, you know, th- the the early game I think is really where you have a, the biggest mixture or the biggest focus on micro and. Um, and, and that, that early game is really what's going to determine the overall success of your game in Baron lane because uh, if you give it away early, it's going to be tough outside yeah. of a few champs to, to really, really bring it back. Um, but if, if, even if you go even, I feel like then no longer is, is, your, is your match about being the carry. It's more about, like, getting carried and getting carried appropriately. Yeah. Um, but then at that point, it becomes about macro, like a very, very heavy macro. Um, but before, like, we proceed, um, I, I just wanted to, you know, give Grizz, give you some, some space to say anything you wanted about champ select or, or any of the kind of champs we went through before we kind of dive into um, the real, like, specifics on early game.
2: Yeah. Um, one thing I was going to say is I think, um, the way that you can look at like the Baron Lane Champ pool now that I'm like thinking about it, uh, more specifically is like, it's almost like a, um, a five way Venn diagram where, you know, well, I don't think this object exists in real life, but a five way Venn Mm -hmm. diagram where all of the categories overlap somewhere and all of them overlap with each other if possible so because you have like like you said you have your your um your early game champs your team fight champs your split pushers uh i would say your quote-unquote hard carries and then your range champions like and each one of these categories have a place to be played in Baron lane and it kind of depends on what your team wants to do um and if you have a question about like well what is my champ like Think about like how this champ is played effectively or optimally and look at like YouTube videos and take note, what are they doing? Are they slow pushing a lot? Are they team fighting a lot? And then that way you can kind of learn what you, your champion is going to do without us sitting here going through every single champion.
3: And there are a lot um, that can do multiple, and I think that's worth noting too. Like, there's, yeah, there, exactly. Some champs exactly. might be like a one-trick pony, but some aren't. And that's worth noting that those differences, so you can build appropriately, and that, that applies to any lane, but still.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. And I would thank you for saying that. Is I was gonna say that, and then I kind of lost my train of thought. (laughs) Um, um, The the, the reason why this hypothetical five way Venn diagram exists because most champions fall under multiple. Like there are early game champions that like that won a team fight. Like look at like Pantheon. There are um, hard carry champions and tank champions that want to split push like Nasus. Um, And so I think that to know how to play your champion optimally in the baron lane, it's it's important to know what your champion wants to do. There's this idea of like champion mastery and like how do you play a game given what champion you are on. I, I really do believe that each and individually just um, dis- can- decides actually a lot of the way that you should be playing the game. That's why you gotta look out for, how do I wanna play the game and what champion best suits that? Um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> so hopefully that makes sense to you guys. So if you guys, I would really, you know, find what play style you like in Baron Lane and explore that. Like, you know, if you like being really early game dominant, you want to play for the team, you want to, um, you know, what discipline do you want to specialize in? Like, And this really
3: does feel like a next step for a new player. Like a lot of the discussions we've had in the past is like, play a lot of different things, find the lane you like, like find what feels good. And now, okay, you found Baron Lane. Here's yeah. here are your options. Well, like what can you do as a Baron laner? What can you focus on to yeah. bring about it's the
2: W? 100% I think the best way I can think about explaining it is like it like sword fighting. There's multiple different disciplines and like, you know, there's multiple different um, ways to do it. Like I really like split pushing. A lot of my champions are focused on split pushing. That's the way that I prefer to play the game, but not for everybody. But so I would just think about that as a concept uh, overall in this whole um, this whole episode, and um, the, the one really, 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 really important thing about Baron lane, um, in champ select specifically, you always, 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 always want to pick last on your team. Always. If possible. Because, and I think this will come up many, many, many more times in the episode, lane matchups are the most important in Baron lane of
3: any lane in the entire game. It's way you more- can say it, buddy. Vane, Vane and teemo yeah i think that's why Well, it's more than (laughs) yeah honestly it's 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 way more than that
0: it's way more than that it it really is because um you might want you might be like i'm just gonna play aurelia and then you just have the worst time against a lot of champs um Mm. and and that's that's really to to your point grizz about mastery it's like i i feel like and, and the point you're making now about this lane, I feel like, is so matchup dependent, and knowing your matchups, Um, if you're picking first, you're getting counterpicked. Hundred every, sing- every, every single, single time. Time. Every, every single, single time. Every single time. If you pick Darius first, you can. When Fiora was good, you knew you were getting picked, like counterpicked with Fiora or Teemo or somebody who could kite Darius around. Right. It goes you way more than it.
2: that. Like yeah. not only so just just on Darius, just on Darius, you can go uh irelia does really well against darius riven you've already mentioned fiora um any range champion essentially vayne was really good yeah yeah Yeah. akali when she was really good like there are so many champions that hard counter darius and that's not a darius problem that is a baron lane um it's not a bug it's a feature like uh that's (laughs) why picking last is is so important because you really want to get this. Uh, a, a advantageous lane matchup for your team because there are less people on your side of the map, which means your jungler will be there so much less often than if you play dragon lane or mid. Basically, yeah. don't don't even count. In, your jungler doesn't exist for you. Just 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 mm-hmm. forget forget about that role. It's 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 irrelevant to you. He will never be there. Uh, but your enemy's jungler will always be there. So you know. Yeah. Exactly. Uh- <laughs> exactly um so yeah that's what i was gonna say is like we're gonna probably refer to a lot to lane matchups which is really extru- i cannot stress how important that is and mm-hmm. which is why the importance of picking last on your team is so paramount to this lane
0: right and uh and matchups are something that come with experience uh definitely a lot of experience right um, a lot of experience you can't really sure experience. It. and and honestly uh th- honestly sometimes i feel like this lane is seemingly when you're playing like a champ like garen when you first start the game at at face value it looks like a very easy lane because it can be very chill um Mm. but but if you're if you're playing it to carry or if you're playing it to 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 do very well it's Mm. not very relaxed at all (laughs) so um Mm. it's a very it's a very lead dependent uh lane and um and like you said the the jungler your jungler is not going to be there but if you're pushed up their jungler is going to be there um anyways let's, let's talk about earlier yeah, yeah, yeah. so, so you know picking well, your champ is it, it's easy enough uh you, you you'll learn who you like and uh like grizz said it helps to, to counter pick honestly even if you're not picking last if you're picking second uh, like if you're picking your lane against their lane, uh, like it, it, it usually helps to be able to to counter pick. Um, yeah. yeah, that and that you, is definitely you know, one thing for sure. I was,
2: gonna, I was gonna say the last thing on this, guys. Like we said, it takes a lot of experience uh, to know these things. But if you guys um, tag me in the um, <clears throat> I need help with this page and ask about a certain matchup, um, I'm more than happy to kind of deep dive in, into it and explain what's going on in that matchup. Um, I can't say that there will be a super short lead time on it, but I'm more than <laughs> willing to, to do that if you guys are struggling in a certain matchup or you guys thought you would win it but lose. Um, I can definitely, um, you know, I love talking about this kind of thing, and if you guys do at me in there, I'll I'll, I'll, I'll keep an eye open for sure.
1: And the uh, I'll add on for matchups, if you have a champ that you're kind of maining or it's like it's in your short list of champs you play all the time mm-hmm. join the subreddit for that champion there's yes. a subreddit for every single champion on the league of legends pc mm-hmm. almost like 99 percent of the information is pc dependent but yes. the thing is most of the matchups play up play out the same exactly yeah. the same. in wild exactly. Rift. like there's a few differences depend if there's a champ that's been totally reworked like karma like you can't do that with karma because their whole kit's different right but uh mostly It's all exactly the same. And so you can use that information to get a lot of time. Like there's a, there's a spreadsheet for some of the sort, for some of those subreddits where you can look at matchups and how they should, how they tend to play out. So that's like a uh, quick thing uh,
3: item things as well. Item changes. There have been item changes and things that like what is optimal and what is not optimal, like I've made that mistake before doing that. And it's still ready should be uh, up to date. No, I mean, but it's holy. like wild rifts items and leagues items have like slight differences. Whoa. don't they? yeah, that, yeah that's yeah, what I yeah, mean. Yeah. Like, what is like yeah, the optimal? Don't thing? worry
1: about the items, but the yeah. the matchups. At least the core ideas of matchups are the same thing. Yeah, yeah. you know, because anyways. But yeah, please um, carry on. So, yeah.
0: so early game, um, early game, like I said, is really where you're gonna have your your micro focus and macro focus, and to that end. Yeah. Um the 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 how they split out I want to talk about them separately. Um but just some general things um the early game. So you start the game uh either your jungler is you're either going to be on the top side or you're going to be on the bottom side. And if you're on the bottom side, you may want to consider leashing for your jungle um if they're going red buff, but you you may also want to um if it, this is like kind of like your opportunity to if you know that the enemy jungler is pathing to blue or if you know that the enemy uh, mid wants to ward a certain spot, uh, you can consider an invade. But you also might want to just be at your red buff for your jungler f- to play defense because it's not too often that you see level 1 invades, but when they happen, um, especially when you give like champs like Lee Sin any kind of edge, it it's the worst. Um, it's about so, time. So being there to to prevent that is great. And then if you are planning to leash, which which is a great thing, and I know some people say you don't need to leash in this game, um, but honestly, you can still get in a couple auto attacks and leave at around twenty three or twenty four seconds and get back to lane, not have to really suffer any kind of lack or yeah. you know loss of, of positioning you're definitely not going to lose a minion. Um, Mm -hmm. And honestly, how many times have I had a lane an enemy laner do exactly what I want? Whereas they basically shove right to tower and I get to sit there and just get free farm with the frozen wave. I mean, it's, it's beautiful. That's the best.
2: That is, that, that is the creme de la creme is when you're leashing and you notice your opponent is pushing and so most of the time it'll hit the tower, but if you can make it, or, or if minions come and you can freeze it, they're
0: screwed. Oh, they they're are, screwed.
2: It's game over. It's um, great. <laughs> yeah, no, I yeah, I really like that. I didn't know that. Is that a conversation? Have you guys also heard that? Like leashing isn't a thing because so that's that's to me. It know. happened.
0: It happened in our our Discord specifically, but I do, So I know people generally don't do it, and if you're not familiar with the term it basically means that you're assisting your jungle in the yeah. first clear of a major buff um, so red or blue and generally I don't leash blue buff because really nobody goes to blue buff but blue
2: buff. Um,
0: in, in any sense if you, if you are planning to leash which is always helpful because anytime you can accelerate your jungle yep. is, that's a good thing um, but if, if, if you are planning to leash If you leave at 23 to 24 seconds, you're not going to miss a minion. I've left even later and still not left a minion. And like I said, you kind of walk into the dream scenario of they've taken their time to push this out. It's now bouncing into my next wave and now it's frozen. They have a terrible time uh, unless they're a ranged champ. And this is specifically great for champs who are in bad matchups uh, because where you may have not been able to farm safely in the middle of the lane because you'd just be getting poked, now you can kind of just like sit under your tower, step up, hit a thing, hit a minion, walk back, step up, hit, and, and you're safer. Um, so it, it really is just like this win win scenario. Um, yeah. But anytime, <clears throat> anytime you're, you're getting to lane, you have to consider where you're going to place your ward and um some very popular places are uh right in the middle of the the river entrance uh the river the long river bush um yeah the entrance i personally i like to i like to get to the entrance of their blue buff and ward there because i know if somebody's doing a standard clear they're coming out of there um and it's nice to to have that there um Generally, I only do it at the beginning of the game or if I have lane priority and can and can walk up river. Um, your own tri-bush is a good spot too if you don't feel like you can get to the long river bush um, or or if, if you can get to the enemy tri-bush if you are on top side, that's a good one because again, uh, laners might come off of, or junglers might come off of Krugs and, um, or if they're like Lee Sin and you're and Baron Lane is on the bottom side of the map. They may be looking to jump over the wall and last hit you with S one. Uh, yeah. So it's nice to know that they're coming. And tri-bush is effective at doing that. And then, very very rarely, I feel like in very niche scenarios, you might want to consider warning warding your own lane bush. But but to be honest, like yeah, um, incredibly oh, if if yeah exactly. It's it's one of those things where like. You're kind of just in, you, you don't worry about anybody being in there because nobody's walking in there without you seeing them. And um, it's like if you, the only reason you would be throwing a ward in there is if you need to land a skill shot on a champ who you're laning against who just went into there. So it's, it's like, it's, it's really right. not, not really common.
2: Or the other one is like if you're facing a champion that is, has a power curve that's extremely high level one and then falls yeah. off, like, say Jax, like Jax has one of the best level ones um in baron of the entire game because you cannot you won't be able to trade with him he'll stun you and at that point he's already winning the trade and he has more effective health than you to continue to win the trade like so if it's like a Jax or something and you're uh, i mean just don't walk in the bush but like right. if you're really worried about it you <laughs> can do it um and i would say just to add on to it you did this outline by the way is fantastic fiasco like you did a really really good job And so i'm not gonna i'm gonna try not to desecrate it too much but um um, i would say for the first one um your first ward of the game to me is much more about information gathering and spotting enemy champions and your second ward is what you want to use to uh when it comes back off cooldown is what you want to use to um evade ganks that that that's when you're in the evasive mode so like um honestly like S tier ward like the deeper you can get it into the enemy jungle the better uh without dying without dying so you need to look at your team uh, your opponent's team comp who has the better early game Uh, do they have blitzcrank are they going to look to invade these are all factors you need to consider but like S tier ward would be like enemy blue buff and then it gets low lower and lower it gets less good the closer you get to your base um, so I think like uh, enemy buff ward, depending on what side you're on, is like really really strong. Um, like Fiasco said, my favorite is some ward that gives vision of the ramp of the enemy mm-hmm. buff from River. Yep. That's my favorite one because you can spot um, if they're coming from, like if, if it's a Lee in and they do like a red to blue invade, um, then you can spot that. If they're coming, if they leash and they're coming f- two lane through the river, you'll spot that. You'll also spot a few more cheeky things, like, um, um, and yeah, like those are like my two favorite ones. And if they have a really good early game, you might just want to consider hanging way back um, and chilling with your jungler to leash and warding your tri bush. Um, but these are just you know other. This is just um, you know, Fiasco gave some examples, and I just thought I would give some examples and echo it. But yeah, that any ward placement that lets you see. The ramp of blue buff is insane. And honestly, like, I think the best ward is halfway between the buff ramp and the buff itself. So you can see the buff and the ramp. That's like right. the yeah. S plus, S plus, Chef's, oh, yeah. S ward. Like, you, you'll see everything. Um, For sure. So those are just some, also some um, things I just wanted to throw in real quick. Yeah.
0: One, one thing I will say too is walking up through lane, um, it doesn't. It doesn't make sense. I see this a lot. Champs will go sit in the lane bush on the outer wall. Um, You're, you're basically inviting your enemy laner or anybody to go ward wherever they want. Um, And just by you being there, they're not, they're going to, they're going to be like, dang, I, I can't ward there right now because we start trading and maybe I don't want to trade immediately. Um, and especially like it basically, if you're there, you can you can force a stalemate where you you basically get a less ideal ward, but the ward is still effective. So yeah, that always has-
2: place your ward as much right. as you can.
0: If, exactly. you don't,
2: you, if you don't use it and you don't use it until your ward would have come back off cooldown, you're just wasting a ward, which yeah. is not great. And as we okay. talk about um, navigating this early game really quick, if it, if I didn't make it clear, um and I apologize to whoever in the discord that said this. If you're on the bottom side, please 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 le- leash your jungler. Like it is you're putting your jungler at such a disadvantage by not giving him a leash because you're assuming if your opponent is playing optimally that they're giving their jungler leash and you're effectively putting your jungle somewhere between 4 to 6 maybe 7 seconds behind, which in jungle time is an eternity it's yeah. it's, a, it's it's a full camp that means it's you're huge. putting them th- them back uh potentially half a level which mm-hmm. means they're gonna they, they can lose skirmishes they can be invaded on it's incredibly advantageous for you to do so because not doing it or i'm sorry because doing it doesn't cost you anything and exactly i believe, I believe if my math is correct if my game knowledge is correct you can leave at 25 seconds exactly uh after leashing so you're leashing for a full five seconds you know, using one of your abilities plus auto attacks. If you start walking away from the buff at 25 seconds, you shouldn't miss any um, CS. That should be the last 25 seconds. I believe is the cutoff before you would start losing CS if your
0: opponent is um, absolutely just last hitting. So I've um, I've left at 28 seconds and still gotten somehow gotten there to get the edge of my S1 off to get the.
2: Oh, nice. Okay.
0: Okay. Yeah, so it, it, it's 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 dependent on your champ too. But if you have to walk up to hit it, don't risk it. <laughs> leave yeah, yeah, leave yeah. sooner. Um, but with Renekton, he has a huge S one range, and yeah. you can just kind of walk up and and get it, get the edge of it. And like yeah. you said, it helps if they're not shoving. But again, I kind of like it when they shove because it's it's bad for them. So <laughs> let's it is talk about super bad. Yeah, yeah exactly. Let's <laughs> you don't you don't ever want to give up lane uh lane just like you you can't do anything to them you can't trade they're just getting free farm you never want to push uh for no reason and wave state's a big part of of this game and uh we're gonna talk about it um uh, especially for Baron lane so let's talk about micro micro stuff like trading uh so trading is huge for Baron lane again uh all going to go back to to who you're playing your matchups but effectively who wins the trades is going to win the lane because um whether you're taking one or two trades and they they result in an all in um trading is going to basically determine who's got the advantage and um again this is one of those things where it's like if you know you're playing a champ that has a disadvantaged matchup you're only looking to punish, um, you're looking to punish attempts at trades. So you're basically trying to get them to whiff, or um, maybe instead of going with like your initial, like, so one thing to consider is Renekton ex- as a good example, or maybe even, uh, or Pythion. Renekton, Renek- I think, is the best example. Renekton a really good example. So um, maybe you know, like, you don't have like, you don't have the ability for whatever reason um, to get up and, and make a favorable trade immediately at level one. Yeah. But maybe, maybe you're playing Aurelia and she took S1, which is her dive, uh, her little dash ability. And she has overcommitted. She's sitting in your wave. And instead of you starting S1, you started S2. She's stunned. She takes a ton of minion damage. You're sitting there just hitting her Thought or Attack, using Knight, and bang, she's dead. Yep. Um, there, there's so many opportunities for outplays in Baron lane um, yeah. that you have to, you can't just ever go autopilot. But if if you're using uh, examples like that, where where you're basically winning out a trade and maybe you don't kill her, but she has to back, right? She just missed a ton of CS. Worth. Um, you know, exactly. <laughs> um, and and you're lev- your level or two up now. She, she can't do anything. She Over. can't even approach the wave because if she does – you just go over to her and kill her yeah, all again. All in. all in. Exa- exactly. Um, and so trading trading, is such a big thing. But if you say you're someone like NASIS, um, you're, you're not considering a trade unless somebody's made a grave mistake, right? Uh, you're, you're just sitting there trying to do whatever you can safely. Um, and uh, the, the people who get a lot out of trades are those who can um, favorably win trades because they can do it from a safe distance or they can get in and get out at the same time. Um, and so, so trading trading's really big. And, and basically trading just means that if you were to have a slight skirmish, not necessarily resulting in a kill, But just a fight, a a use of your auto attack and skills. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You're you're trying to come out on top, and the person who is generally with the most health, yep, is going to win the most trades or force a back, um, and and that that is what you're looking for. But specifically, I want to talk about this too. We we kind of talked about this at friendly Fives, but me, and, and this kind of goes into one of our our next points. But I. I shoot to get first blood every single game. If I can get first blood, I'm getting first blood. And the reason is because it's 500 gold. And um, because if I'm getting first blood and I'm doing it really well, not only do I not have to back, but they're dead. Um, And now I'm multiple levels up. I'm multiple gold up when I do back. Or if I can shove because I know I'm getting a bounce like i can back i can get a better item i could come back and I'm not losing um and so first blood is is so huge um i feel like it's it's one of the most assured places to get first blood except for maybe maybe mid um it, because i feel like duo lanes if if both teams are playing very well it's very hard um because they're going to come to a stalemate and the the better duo is going to come closer to that first blood, but as a Baron laner, I feel like you have the most opportunity to get first blood, and first blood is huge for you because um, typically you you want to be carrying out of, or you want to be a pivotal force for your team from Baron lane. Yeah, first blood's huge. First yep. blood's absolutely huge. The one thing I will say about it is
2: like, oh, you. Playing like that can build a lot of bad habits. Where if, if you're always trying to go for first... and this is the trap I fell into. If you can do it and do it smart, it's incredible incredible skill. But the trap people fall into is like they try to get first blood in every matchup. Yeah. And then you just start giving first blood. Right. And first blood is such a big deal in Baron Lane that if you give it, it feels really, really, really bad. Um yeah. and the whole
3: like thing. Like telling about, the fish not to swim, buddy. When it comes to yeah. Aaron, like Sam's the same way he wants that 1v1 he wants that glory he wants he wants to see his yeah. enemy in the defeat I feel like that's that is a, inconsistent
1: that's like when I play Brandon mid oh I'm yeah like, oh yeah I, I get first blood this is what mm-hmm. happens yeah. <laughs> you
3: will either let me get every single gold I want or you'll die like that's yeah no I yeah. feel that
1: and but, it's almost
3: like yeah. oh sorry
2: go, go, go ahead right here.
1: No, yeah, I just, I just echoing what you say. Uh, I've gotten it so many times that sometimes I go just, like, a little too far. The Ari
3: punishes you
1: with one, one well-timed <laughs> heart.
3: Yeah, you all
2: in her level 1, she, she somehow accidentally got level mm-hmm. 2. Takes Charm and you die. It's actually, <laughs> no, it's
1: with the way that matchup, with the way that brand plays out a lot of times, it's actually the jungler, if the jungler can wall jump. Ah, uh. They jump from the raptors as I'm finishing them, the uh, yeah. the other mid laner up, and they join the fight. That's usually how it happens. Yeah, actually, awesome. that's awesome. Bummer. So Vi Vi is the main yeah. problem. Vi is
2: yeah.
3: Vi is my worst nightmare. But anyways, that carrying a, on.
2: That's a really good point, though. Like a lot of these um, early laning fundamentals we're talking about, like trading, also apply to mid lane a lot. And, Huge uh, and yeah. um this also to dragon lane but in a different it's a it's very different because you have two people um but what i was going to say is honestly if you got a challenger player in here i could literally talk to a challenger player and have them teach me trading for at least an hour or two this is an incredibly deep subject so it's not really worth like to- like going into um because of the time constraints we have on this podcast but right. tra- trading is such a big part of the game because it's such a big part of laning and it's so deep um it's an ocean bit really and it all depends on on your on your knowledge um and you know your opponent's knowledge it's it's very mind gamey um and you want to come out with more health that's the whole thing of trading and so like how do you do that um, I'm not going to start talking about it because, again, I could go on for like an hour and it's very much what I would say, watch your uh, watch your YouTube, watch your Twitch streamers, look at how they do it, um, ask questions, get with a buddy, um, you know, experience the community. That's how you get better at these things, but trading is huge and though the one thing I will say about trading, though, is you need to, again, w- when you're at least playing in ranked and having you know you strive to have mastery over your, your champions um you need to understand the power curve of your champions where when am i strong and when am i weak because that will dictate your trading for example if you're a riven player you are incredibly strong at level one no champion is better than you at level one if you take ignite and you're riven your sole purpose of the entire game is to get first blood conversely if so you're so much a threat yeah if you're nasus you like like dasco mentioned you're not going to want to trade because you want to sit pack you want to stack your queue i'm going to be a monster late game i don't i'm not going to even give them the chance to get first blood on me right and it gets even more granular than that where for example um Jax, like i said has an insanely powerful level one with if you take s3 and then he gets incredibly weak level two and three and four and then jumps back up again when he gets his ultimate um and of course these power graphs are only um, like apply comparatively to other champions so like Jack's level 1 on average is better than a lot of uh, other champions at level 1 but then at level 3 most champions with 3 abilities are better than Jack's at 3 abilities um, because he scales better into the late game so really breaking down when your champion is strong will determine and will inform when you want to train. Does that make sense to huey and regular did you i think maybe asking, that's what i'm saying but do you guys kind of understand what i'm saying 100 mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, percent. yeah okay.
3: like you said it's, it sounds really similar to mid in the sense of like it really depends on the matchup it depends on what you need to be doing i like what cool. you were talking about earlier specifically with the leashing situation i know that's a bit of a, a, a pushback from what it, we're talking about right this second <laughs> right. but it's it's, uh, okay. it's something that came to mind where like what you guys have said in the past where mid is the support for the jungler in a sense in a lot of key moments I feel like if, if the jungler's on the solo side of the map, the solo player should be looking, keeping a close eye on that player. What are they trying to do? Yeah. What are they trying to accomplish? What's going on in my lane? How can I help? Like that's, I mean, that's more of a, a player thing to do, right? right, rather than just strictly solo lane. But I feel like solo lane is so far removed that I feel like a trap I see new players get into a lot is I'm the solo, so that's it. Like I'm, I'm here. Yeah like like i don't go yeah. anywhere else until i choose to go because my job is to be here um and as as much as there is elements of that that are true it's it's just not true right like it's right. you've got to pay attention to your jungler if he's fighting for his life against the scuttler against the enemy jungler it's like yeah. you got to if you can if it's appropriate obviously and yeah, the matchups yeah. right make your way down there make yeah. it happen mm-hmm. or beat him <laughs> there true. when he goes for it
2: The the last thing i'll say about leashing uh because i think we really got to move on but um a friend of mine is in my twitch chat right now if you guys don't know we we record this live on my stream um he is a challenger player and he's also one of if not the best darius in north america his name is is pain shout out to you pain i don't don't know if he listens but if he does um he was saying that (laughs) he's a very he's a very blunt guy he's like you don't need a leash if you leash, you give up lane priority, and it's just bad. Mm. I think I disagree, but then again, he's challenger, and I'm not. I think I could be <laughs> So obviously, I, I I could be wrong, but in getting, giving up lane priority is, you know, if you let your opponent set up the wave in any which configuration they desire, is bad for you. But a lot of the times, if you're not playing in challenger or grandmaster, that's what I was going to say. It's kind of a feel bad to not leash your jungler, so I could be wrong. Just opening the door to that. Don't come after me and
3: cancel right. me on the Discord. Be
2: like, oh, Grizz is so stupid. You don't leash in in Irelia versus Riven because level one is so important. It's like okay, yeah, like, yeah. There's there's always gonna be things, but like, right? That that's that that's my spiel on leashing. I think we sure. I didn't know leashing yeah. was gonna be this deep,
1: but
0: <laughs> no, there, there's there's so much matchup. There's so much matchup specific stuff. Um, like you said, it, it, if you have level one strength, you're not leashing because you're waiting to to get first blood. Yeah. Um it's, it's it's a viable strategy. It's, it's for yeah. sure. And or if you know if you know you're playing against a range champ, um, you know you, maybe maybe you do consider you know leashing because you're probably gonna get shoved in anyways. Um, sure. so in any sense, yeah. I don't want to spend too much time on on micro, but wave state's a really big thing. Uh, letting, like you said, letting the enemy—that—that's the key to trading, anyways—is letting the enemy laner establish any kind of wave state that they're seeking is not what you want, um, yeah. because it once lane once your wave, your minion wave gets to the turret, unless unless you can dive them and kill them, you you can't really do anything, and then you're just you're just kind of sitting there and you're a sitting duck because the jungler is going to come and get you. Um, yeah. And uh, t- to that end, sometimes if you do make the mistake of shoving a wave, or maybe you meant to shove a wave, um, and then you considered backing, I, there's so many times I see junglers don't take Krugs. Like, walk back to Krugs. Nobody knows where you're at. Well, yeah, the, totally. enemy, the enemy laner is going to shove their lane. Uh, your, lane your wave is going to bounce back but in the meantime take Krugs, take back Krugs. to lane and um you don't necessarily have to go back but it, it you know just something to consider um, taking Krugs but,
2: is such a big advantage that people yeah. like i like people, a lot of people I see not doing it just just take them just yeah. you know you, your jungler never ganks you take his Krugs. it's fine exactly um,
1: yeah, yeah i they don't miss i think him. if a jungler's worried about his Krugs, then he's pro- you're probably already losing the game or <laughs> yeah. Or they're just not like on the map, but yeah. there's no jungler that should be spending all their time taking Krugs. Now, he's if you're taking camp. all the other camps, like let's talk, but oh, sure, Krugs yeah. or Gromp, like are kind of yeah, a yeah. toss up, yeah. like
3: you. they can Krug. go to Baron Liner.
2: Yeah,
1: Krugs yeah. on bot
3: side,
2: <laughs> Krug on top side.
3: You're and- he's too busy diving to care about these dumb rocks. Take them, <laughs> <laughs> they're yours. Yeah, yeah, I'm too right. busy diving mid.
2: Yeah, <laughs> true. Um. The one thing I'll say about early game is like Baron Lane. The the most important thing that you can ever learn about Baron Lane is wave management. And if you yeah. don't know what wave management is, go on YouTube and look up wave management guide. Watch five of them, and then the next day rewatch the same five of them. Mm-hmm. And it is the utmost important. It basically refers to pushing, freezing, um, slow pushing um even proxying like um it's a very yeah. important it, it's the act of manipulating a wave state to do what you want it to do for the purposes of gaining an advantage um so we definitely don't have time for that that is an entire episode
3: and now, it I was would, it
2: I, was an entire episode oh yeah you guys did do one right
1: yeah yeah, yeah, we'll, yeah okay then need go, to go back. back to it soon yeah
2: go, go back and listen to that and um and go watch some YouTube videos because visual representation in topics like this is important, but we definitely don't have time to get into it, but it is the most important thing you could ever learn and it's not super effective to do it on audio, which is, you know, we just can't efficiently teach you guys over audio about this. So go to YouTube and, and really dig your teeth into those and if you're in the car, and until you get home from your, from your drive from work, go back and listen to that episode and then go do it. Uh, but it is, it is incredibly, incredibly
0: important. Yep.
2: So, or just yeah. don't,
3: you know, no, <laughs> I'm just no, I'm just
2: every single person wants to improve. <laughs> I, I, I feel it. They care. Um, I, I believe in all of you. Go do it. Um, it's going to take you five hours, and nobody will Go care that you did it, but you will know, and you will crush Baron Lane because of it. Right? It was exactly. not me being cynical.
3: Go do it. I was just yeah.
0: <laughs> wave state's going to determine what you do. You know whether you're setting up a gank or whether you're roaming. Um, that it's it's huge. So um, let's yeah. move on to macro. Uh, we talked about scuttle skirmish earlier, um, but it's a very basic concept of. Um, watching the map, and this is a that's a key that's a key just thing that anybody needs to work on if you haven't mastered it already. But is checking the map, um, and you know, to Huey's point, we've talked about this before. Mid really is um, because they sit in the mid, uh, generally going to be there for scuttle skirmishes. But uh, there are times when you, as the Baron laner, need to consider moving to the scuttle skirmish. Um, one because you have lane priority two because you're if you're winning the lane it's just going to help um, there's been so many times as Renekton, i've gone to contest sc- scuttle and i've gotten a double kill and now i'm i'm now I'm just even that much more unstoppable um it it really is a big deal, and knowing that it's happening is the is the first part of it, but being there or not being there is is a big deal too um Uh because if you know it's a losing fight, you don't you don't want to give up because again, the more you die in that lane, the harder it is to do anything effectively. Um But to that end, let's talk about roaming too. Um there's again wave state dependent. It's great to shove a wave and then be able to roam, but there are some times when you may notice that your wave is, is neutral or it's shoved maybe it's even hitting the turret but your turret's healthy enough it there are times when you need to be at the dragon fight because if you're not your team's losing a 5v4 um and especially if you already have all the power right if if you have the power again um and there's a there's a team fight happening at dragon uh even if you don't end up committing to the the entirety like there's been a number of times I know we're not winning the fight because dual lane was never winning. Um, Jungler got there late and they have to give it up. Um, So instead, like when, as those guys kind of jockey for position, I'm moving to mid and I'm pushing mid in Um, because mid is such a short lane. It's always just meeting itself in the middle. Uh, It's too easy to walk over to a dragon fight and basically be like, well, that fight's either going our way or it's not, and if it's not going our way, well, then I'm here to, at mid. I'm just going to collect this wave, and I'm going to bounce, or it is going our way, and like you need to be there, um, but roaming to dragon fights can be important. Yeah. Um, sometimes you'll notice that your, your jungler has made a terrible decision, and instead of your whole team going in to fight, it's only your jungler and maybe the support, or maybe just your jungler in the mid, and they've decided to go fight Five people at, at Dragon. Well, um, don't leave your lane at all. Just shove the wave and, and take yeah. the tower if you can, um, because that's going to be the, the idea. Is you you want to trade objectives as much as, as much as you can. Um, you don't ever want to give something for free. Um, and you joining in any kind of walking all the way over there to just end up getting killed is really bad. Uh, and again, that's that comes with knowing what's happening on the map. Um, but these kind of macro things are are really a really big deal because uh if you're playing an early game champ, if you're playing a team fight based champ um and if you're not basically if you're not playing a split pushing champ and even if you are playing a sp- split pushing champ there are too many scenarios there's variables to consider when you want to be at these fights um and if not, if you know you don't want to be at the fights, you need to consider where else you could be effectively doing something on the map. But the last thing you want to do is be sitting there, like last hitting at a neutral, a neutral place in your lane. Oh my gosh! Um, yeah, that's exactly. cringe.
2: That's cringe. Thinking about it, the one thing that I'll add to that really quick is like um, the reason like we're speaking about like uh, in champs like like your type of champion um the first dragon it really will dictate uh what you do based off your champion that you picked if you're in the team fighting category oftentimes you'll go to support your team um if you're a split pusher or a late game scaler you'll oftentimes uh stay especially if it is an ocean or if it's a mountain yeah. drake that type of thing there's really like um like a three-way decision tree that bear liners get get to make where it's like option one at four Really at around 3 minutes 40, do you back, do you shove and back and rotate to dragon? That's option one. Do you hard shove and hope that your opponent goes to dragon um, and and push the tower? Or do you kind of make a nondescript movements and hope to take herald while they're taking dragon to secure first tower? and like um option so first tower and taking herald are really similar they both get this the same thing done which is taking first tower um and going to dragon is very different so look at your champion what does your champion want to do um are are you guys ahead or are you neutral or are you behind if you're behind herald's a really good option you can close that gold gap um if you're ahead going to dragon is a really good option if you have like you know malphite or or Gragas like you have a big teamfight ultimate um, you know you can either make yourself more ahead or you can maybe get back in the game that way Um, and uh, you know if you're a more um, 1v9 champion and split pushing like Fiora or Trinimir taking that first tower getting all that gold for yourself is oftentimes a really good idea and uh, if you're playing a quick tip if you're playing at lower ranks like I would say probably low platinum and below um, as a Baron laner, you can oftentimes get away with not going to dragon, staying, taking first tower, and then immediately going and taking Herald also. Um, <laughs> so keep on the lookout yeah, for that. <laughs>
0: seriously. And, um, and, and that, to the next point, when, when to prioritize Herald? Because, um, again, you, you're not going to want to sit in your lane all game um, because the, after you've kind of gotten past up until the dragon point, you are you're trying to win out trades. You're trying to 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 play your lane to your advantage. But as soon as dragon spawns, you you basically is your laner still there? And if they're not, um, you need to consider where they might be. And um, if they are a dragon, there's a cautionary tale to be told about going to herald if you can't take it quickly. Um, and you and right. your team has decided For to real. contest the dragon because it's very easy to lose a dragon fight, have your Baron laner start Herald, and just give it to the enemy team. Um, because he, he can't okay. take it, yeah. and um, he can't beat the whole team. Serving Ex- it up exactly. on a platter.
1: You love it. For real. You get it down to like 10-15% health, right. and then yep. the enemy team comes and but, takes it for But free. if you're
0: like, yeah. if you've started the game strong, you're like a two-kill Renekton, or Darius, or any really anybody, um, <laughs> and you you have a first item, and the, the other laner has been put into the ground. Um, it, it, you're going to have a very easy time taking Harold. You're going to get there. You're going to take it. The, one of my favorite things is actually to see them make the mistake of try to take Harold, uh, get a double kill, get get Harold, take the first turret, and then go yeah. knock on the, the tier two turret. Um, so knowing yeah. knowing kind of when to say okay, like I can't make it to dragon, but I could take Harold. Um, or like I'm just winning anyways, like I'm gonna go to Harold anyways, uh, evaluating those. Harold yeah. is Harold's definitely the move to continue your snowball. Dragons are the long yep. play. Harold's the short play. Harold is going to immediately get you return on investment because even if you don't take the turret, you're gonna get plate gold. Um, and you take it away from the enemy team. Uh, even if you hold it to the very end, you've got quick backs until the very end of not having it so three second versus six second backing is is also very huge um so you having it versus them not having it is big whether or not it takes a turret um it it still matters um yeah <clears throat> and yeah definitely and the, no.
2: oh sorry i was just gonna say this, pro tip um if you're losing um, more than 30% of your HP to Harold. you're doing Herald wrong. Um, any champion at level, probably like level four, level five, can solo Harold, no problem. Um, if you're losing, if you almost die to Harold, you, you're, you're doing it incorrectly. Um, go watch um, good Baron laners and find footage of them soloing Harold, because what you can do is you can aggro it in such a way where you'll take a little bit of health from its like small Mm -hmm. swipes Um, but you can that big swipe it does after you hit the eye um, is 100% dodgeable all you have to do is just walk straight through it and you will never get hit Um, and make sure that every single time that eye comes up you hit it exactly when it comes up so you it'll start recycling and you can hit more eyes and take it faster Um, so yeah just go look look for that Um, Man, that'd be a great yeah. YouTube video to make because I feel like no a people, people don't know how to fight Harold, uh, and I yeah. see
0: them fight it straight up and lose. Yeah. So if it, you know yes, what I mean, no, if you're no, if you're, yes, if you're like, fighting if you're yeah, fighting Harold yeah, yeah. like face to face, you're you're not doing it right. Um, and honestly, you it's it's hilarious because uh, especially as champs with like any kind of dash, you can you literally can just like dash into the Harold and then walk behind it and just hit it. And and literally, the Harold fight should yep. be a constant one eighty you're walking to its back you hit it it turns to fight you yes. you walk to its back you hit it it turns to fight you yes. That's like you're constantly just fighting it in a 180 and you know you dodge a bunch of damage and you do a bunch of damage so 100% yep.
1: yeah you got to hit its back yep. when it opens up for sure yes yeah, so even you know, and, and if you have yeah, empowered Wait, attacks watch. if you have empowered attacks like you just chunk
0: it like seriously it just it just gets wrecked yeah. so um, big deal so, Definitely. Oh, also don't aggro it from behind because then it'll no, yeah
2: uh, dash into the wall and it'll turn around to aggro you and you obviously want to hit the eye, which will be then to the back. So make sure you always aggro it from the front so it dashes out of the pit so you yep. can hit the eye.
0: Yeah, for sure. You always want to fight it in the river, not like in a wall because <laughs> you'll, you'll never do yes, it well. correct. Um, so let's get into mid game. This is like mid game. I feel like for Baron lane is much more macro centric play unless you're, unless you're like really power farming and, um, and, or you're behind. Right. Um, and you're still like kind of playing to lane, but, but mid game more of like, uh, once you've lost one to two turrets, um, you're really going to be considering, uh, how your team or how your pick fills into your team, uh, a lot of people look at Baron Laners as, like, the hard-engaged champs uh, if you don't have a jungle tank or if you don't have a tank in your duo support. Um, or, I mean, some people play, like, mid-Galio, right? Um, and, and he can be, be kind of tanky. So, but if you don't have a tank, generally people look at Baron Laners like, well, you're supposed to go in there and take a bunch of damage. You're a bruiser or you're a tank. Um, so the, the macro centric play is going to be a really big deal. Um, even if you're Nasus, right? Like, uh, if you're playing Nasus really well by mid game, you have a good amount of stacks and you're not super tanky, but you're, you're kind of tanky. Um, and you know, you might want to consider being there for skirmishes, being there for big fights. Um, because we, I think we all know that the game Devolves pretty quickly once you get into mid game. Um, it all it takes is one person yeah. making an engage for an, a whole team fight to happen, um, and those are like some of the most punishing mistakes. And if you're unfortunate and you're on the team where like somebody gets cocky and you're not there to help your team, um, you know sometimes sometimes you really just can't help it. Somebody makes some a dumb choice uh, and you you can't plan on yep. it, right? But like but if you yeah. If you are there, um, or if, you, if you can tell by the tendency of a player or by their champ, um, you know, it may make sense for you to be like, okay, well, I know the dragon's coming. Like, it's going to be there in 30 seconds. I need to start playing to the side of the map. Like, where can I collect my wave? I don't want to be on the opposite side. Um, you know, you want to you start planning on being around where the, the objective is. And and playing yes. to your strengths, right? So, if you're not an all-in engage champ, if you're a champ that wants to get to the back line, um, that doesn't mean you just that doesn't mean you go front to back um, through their through their team to get to the back line. You you, you want to be crafty right. about it, and, and it helps to have an engage in your duo or your or jungle. But it, say you don't, um, there's a lot of times where people get overly eager to finish kills. And um, there are a lot of chances for champs like uh, Renekton to, to g- jump on, or Pantheon even, uh, to jump on these people, punish them for being out of position, and get back to being safe, or divert the yeah. attention of the team fight that's happening to you and still get to safety while your team pokes them down. Um, so you want to play to your strengths, right? You, you're not just going to run face-first into the other team. Um there's when I first started playing the game I'm like okay I'm Darius like I'm way up on everybody I'm about to go get a pentakill, and then I didn't um and like you 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 don't want to make that mistake you don't want to give away your lead um you want to play it to whatever your strengths are but if you're if you're like if you're uh Malphite if you're Gragas like your ults are going to be huge so like you know that you are going to be going face first front to you know just all in um, you you have to time it right, of course, but like that's your strength. You're you're an all in engage. So um, those are big things. And uh, there's I feel like there's much less micro, um, but but basically we want to talk about building at any point in the game. And this is just game focus, not necessarily barbarian focus, but um, <clears throat> building to stay ahead or building to stay alive. If you're up, obviously um, you have a choice to make. Am I getting anti-heal? Am I getting armor penetration, um, or am I getting uh, am I am I buying things like magic resist, movement speed, uh, or just armor? Like, Reading exactly, yeah. Reading exactly. enemy
2: comp, figuring out what you need. You know, if you're dying a lot, you you want to build to die less. If you're ahead, you want to build to. Maybe a little bit more aggressively, and this, and, and we've talked about building a lot. We really should do yeah. a, build, a building episode. Um, I
3: think we've talked about the philosophy of it a little, pretty um, recently. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. we like, like you get if if they're all attack damage, build some. If they're not, build some. You know, I don't play the solo lane. You don't know. I don't know what I'm talking about, but Oh, wait. Okay? I'm dying over here. But I think I'm we're... i dying little... over here
0: because I think every I got single time he said to build something, it literally cut him off. Build something. Yeah. Build Thor yeah. Time yeah. build. Cut out. Yeah, oh, like, really? didn't get to say it. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Like, it literally cut you off.
3: Why don't you repeat that one more time? Oh, no, it's all good. It's It's fine. Houston's cursing <laughs> on the... Like it's, it's just the auto-bleep-out auto we've got with Craig. It's fine, but yeah.
2: <laughs> No, um, but yeah, 100%. <laughs> and one thing I wanted to touch on mid-game real quick, I think we all knew like this was going to be a very Fiasco and Grizz-centric episode, but I really want to get Huey and Rhaegar involved, because um, I think people may struggle with this point, is like we can tell you this is what you want to do in the early game this is what you want to do in the in the mid game this is what you want to do in the late game but i feel like the viewers might be asking themselves "There is, how do i know when that is i don't i can't do what you're telling me to do mm. if i don't know what that is and these things are not a time stamp in no. the game so right um huey and uh Rhygar, when in your in fiasco when does early game stop and when does lane phase stop? Wins mid game, wins late game. How do you guys view that?
1: So, as far as early game versus uh, mid game and where that changes, I think when you look at like, okay, how many to- how many tier one towers are down? You know, are pay- people able to easily leave lane without losing a lot in the process because they've already taken a whole turret? They can when they shove a wave, that wave goes deep into the enemy territory, so they have. They have a window of time that they're able to affect the map somewhere outside of their lane. that's that's when when the time windows where you can move around the map get larger, that's when you've left laning phase. So sometimes you've left laning phase because everyone on the other team is just going everywhere all the time anyway. yeah, even though it's like what you would consider early game still if if no one's in lane and everyone's just floating around the map, you're you're not in laning phase anymore. It might still be early game, but it's all about time windows. I mean, even during laning, you can create windows of time to leave lane. Like, I mean, we've talked about wave states, but shoving can create a window of time where you can leave without getting punished for it, but I think largely when you've taken towers down, that creates the, the big windows of time, and that allows you to kind of cycle through the map into areas that you wouldn't have been otherwise
0: yeah i think i think a big indicator is mid turret but um sometimes it's not always that sometimes it's two turrets instead of one um i mean i would say to, to rygar's point anytime a turret's down that laner is going to be freed up um, which means that there's going to be more grouping um <clears throat> so there's i think there's that big that big like separator sometimes i feel like mid game is a true indication of mid game is overall level uh, across like both teams like if if everyone's like around level nine you're probably pretty close to mid game um because you're generally going to be dealing with like two to three items built um again very game dependent but like you know it, at, at level nine uh you're gonna be there's gonna be at least one turret down um and i i we've seen games played very close where you know uh even though maybe no turrets are down um or one or just one turret down we've entered we're we're well past the laning phase um so for sure uh and and in that mid game i, I didn't I didn't include anything here about late game because I I don't feel like it's worth talking about because at at some point late game isn't worth talking about really like talking about roles because at that point you're playing, you're only playing the game to play to your strengths, um, and, and to capitalize on weaknesses of other team and mistakes. Right. Um, you're not really like, there's not really much to be said about Baron Lane in late game, um, because everything that could be said about Baron Lean is said in the early game. Uh, so the the beginning of the match can certainly set the tone for the rest of the game. Um, whether you split foot push effectively or whether you, uh, <clears throat> whether you farmed well or whether you've established a lead, or even if you're down, um, you know that that's going to influence the rest the, the remainder of your game. So I, I didn't really build anything into to late game here because Mid game's really going to again establish uh kind of what you built up on uh on early game, unless you're overestimating yourself. And I kinda talked about that briefly, but um there's there's a number of times where again it, it's very easy to get cocky and, and think like, Oh, I'm a one V nine champ, I'm just I just go get a triple kill here, uh quadra kill and and Is that you know, easy?
3: Is that easy to get there? Even as
0: I I as, haven't got <laughs> as Darius like There's been so many times when like I'm probably five or six kills up and I just make make the stupidest mistake of, of thinking like I can last, I can live long enough for the remainder of the team to get here. and Or like I get to a team fight late, um, but I'm like, whatever, they're all weak. I'm just going to wipe them. Um, That doesn't always happen. So to like, don't overestimate yourself. You still have to play smart, right? (laughs) You know, the more, the more like, Cocky, you get. I think the more you endanger, playing risky, which which can turn leads into uh, closer closer games or put you in the deficit, um, and that is really kind of leading into the next point of just appropriately timed fights. Um, sometimes you yeah. you have to sacrifice somebody who went in, and it's like we can't fight here. Like I I notice like these people don't have alt up or they just burn their ult, or maybe they just don't have enough, uh, health. And it's like, even if you're healthy, uh, you, you have to know what's happening in any given scenario. You can't just think like, I just came back from, I'm up. I just came back from the, from the fountain. I'm just going to just jump right in here because I've, (laughs) I've seen that a number of times where I'm like, that was just foolish and you're dead. Um, so don't, don't give leads away by doing stuff like that. Um, yep. and that, no, play, that's play like,
2: tier. Oh, sorry, really quick. Like taking these smart fights is a really good, um, thing yeah. to tell people. And, um, the biggest thing I think that will impact this is what kind of comp do you have? Do you have mm-hmm. a, do you have a pick comp? Do you have a team fighting comp? Do you have a poke comp? Do you have a siege comp? Do you have a split push comp? Like what are the five champions you want you you guys picked to want to do together that will inform what fights you do and do not want to take? For sure. Yeah, let's just get this let's just get this going. Um let's just go right to uh
0: you want to just go right to um mid game macro and then th- and then we'll be done. Yeah, so you know, macro-wise again, um looking for picks or skirmishes looking to uh basically like accelerate your lead by taking like appropriately timed fights or just good fights um and and basically using that fight to impact the map a lot of times i see like second dragon fight happens and a team wins the fight but then they're right next to a turret that hasn't been taken and they just leave the turret there like just go take that turret too like take that turret and then back. Um, the team's going to have to deal with the pressure you just created. Um, and too many times I see that kind of stuff get ignored. Um, and another thing is just, you know, knowing how to manage your waves again, even in mid game, there's a bouncing effect and collecting effect of waves that happens. And uh, it's great to be able to keep your lanes pushed and still stay in the action. So uh again, that's what like the really, really good teams do. Like the pro teams is you'll see that they, they manage their waves really well, all while still being effectively around for fights. Um, And so that's another thing to work on mastering is just like, you know, I know the team's up here. I'm going to collect this wave. I'm going to make sure like our lanes pushed out and so I can get to there and, and, and be there for the next fight. Um, Yeah. I think, uh, I think, Otherwise, yeah, there's a, there's really a lot of specific stuff, but I think that that overall kind of covers the generalized basics.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah that's great. Thank you, Fiasco and <laughs> Grizzly, for schooling us on some Baron Lane.
2: Definitely, I think I think <laughs> with anything, uh, it gets uh, you know it can get very deep, very granular, especially when you know we're we're passionate on the subject, but. Uh, yeah, sorry to talk to you guys ear off this episode. It's just kind of the nature of the beast. But yeah, we wanted to really make sure we get the best, the best information we can out there.
1: So as we said at the top of the show, join us on the Discord so that we can talk more about Baron Lane or any other lane or any topic of Wild Rift. Uh, people are always there down to chop it up, kind of chat about different topics. This Friday and every Friday night at 10 p.m. Central, we have Friendly Fives. So join the Discord so you can hop into those. Also, we have a logo contest. If you've got a great idea for what the new Attack Baron logo should be, submit your idea into the submissions channel. You'll see an announcement about that for how to do that. And the winner, who has the best logo, will get two free skins. Um, Grizzly said he's going to sponsor it. From his mm. deep, bare pockets. <laughs> Take my money.
2: Two, two free. Skins. <laughs> Whoever wins will get two free skins from me two weeks after they win, because we have to add each other.
3: That means podcast logo, like like the, pod, the art on the podcast, everything, like what you see for mm-hmm. Attack Baron. Yep, definitely.
1: And if you have been enjoying the show and the Discord and Friendly Fives, and you want to show us some love and support so that we can keep doing this, support us at buymeacoffee.com. The link is in the episode notes. Um, anything at all helps and it can go to fun things like contests so next week the show topic will be determined but uh, grizzly and i are out and the coffee guy has confirmed he will be joining us next week which is awesome we love starbuck uh, and we probably will have some preview of Patch three point two. That's going to be a big patch that drops on May twelfth. Nice. So most likely yep. we'll be digging into some details on that. Where can everyone find you guys on social media? I'm at Rygar the Great on Twitter. I'm also Rygar the Great in Discord. Although you'll need to know my number, so just join the join our Discord and you can find me there grizz
2: uh yeah you guys can uh come check out the streams at grizzly underscore wr i'm i'm also in the discord i love i love chatting you know talk to me about baron lane jungle whatever it is i love chatting about that stuff hit me up Uh, i might just be grizz in the discord i recently Mm -hmm. changed my discord name because there are not one but two other people uh, on twitch streaming wild rift under the moniker of grizzly so (laughs) i Trying to figure out a name change to be just Grizz. Uh, but uh, yeah, come, come talk and yeah, we'll see you in the Discord.
0: For sure. And I am Fiasco again. You can find me in the Discord. Otherwise, I will be out here in the game. So you can just hit me up there as well. So,
3: Anything? in Houston? Yeah, I'm Huey Vaughn on Twitch. I've been streaming every day 8 a.m. A- 8 a.m. MTS. So come hang out. It's good stuff. Anything you want to say to the fans, Ragar, before before you sign out?
1: Man, I think I've already said it all. <laughs>
2: cool,
3: cool. You go, the music. Yeah. Excellent.